What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Serious Anger podcast, episode number 234. As always, I'm your host, Bailey Eggbrett, and uh, today's show, as always, is sponsored by the great folks at Queen Tackle. Uh, you guys know Jeff and KJ Queen. KJ is obviously in the Elite Series. Jeff is, uh, was co-angler of the year last year. The fine family over there at the Queens have been supporting us for a long time, so appreciate you guys went and showed them some love. We got some discount codes, save you some money down in the show notes. But uh, today, guy, we, guys, we have a kind of a, a short show, nothing too crazy. You guys are stuck with me for the entirety of this episode. Andrew is currently in North Carolina. Uh, Adam Deacon is fishing a tournament as we speak. And uh, I got just some things to kind of go over. I'm going to go through a bunch of baits that I ordered recently different things that I brought in and kind of talk about the Bassmaster Open coming up this weekend, the St. Lawrence River, uh, which should be fun for a multitude of reasons. But uh, we got a bunch of stuff we can talk about in today's show. Uh, but I think the first thing and most important thing that I want to go over is um, it's something kind of sad in our industry, something that, um, you know, no one really likes to talk about, but something that is uh, important to um bring about and it, it's and it's something you know i i am young but it's something as i get older you kind of realize you, you become more um surrounded by the unfortunate uh occurrence of people leaving us um and i've had a best friend leave me uh pass away you know way 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 too young he just graduated college um you know, I've, I've had good friends of ours and recent I've seen that I've been talking with have had close friends pass away as well. And uh, it's it's never uh, you think you get more used to it and you don't. Um, and I do not know this man. Um, I know a lot of folks in the fishing industry knew this man. Uh, I, I, re- I wish I could have had the opportunity to meet him, uh, but a lot of people have posted about it. And uh, I've talked to a few folks to kind of just see what this what the guy was like, just to kind of get some stories behind him and kind of spark conversation in remembrance to try to lift some good spirits. Uh, and that is, you know, Donnie O'Neill, who was a professional angler on the NPFL, uh, unfortunately passed away, I believe it was due to COVID. Uh, I don't know if that was confirmed or not, but that's what I was told from multiple sources that we're having conversations with. Uh, unfortunately, he passed away. Uh, extremely unfortunate. Um, nothing you ever, ever, ever want to hear about. Um, you know, this industry is, it seems so massive, but at the same point in time, it is so small and it's one small knit group and, uh, everybody usually knows everybody. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of people in it, but at the same point in time, uh, it is a small knit group, it's a small family, um, and it's never, ever good. For anybody, uh, when something like this happens, um, I, I feel for all the boys over there at the MPFL. They got to travel with him in their inaugural season. They got to know him. Uh, my deepest condolences and from the bottom of my heart go out to his family, his close friends, those who meant a lot to him. Um, you know, rest in peace to, to Donnie O'Neill. Hopefully, the boys over at MPFL will. Uh, catch a buttload of them the next coming tournaments uh, in his remembrance. Um, Very, very unfortunate deal. Um, There's really not much more to say on it beyond what's a shitty deal. It really is. It freaking sucks. Um, We've had an unfortunate year or two years, really, of some very important people uh, in this industry leaving us. And... uh, you know, I don't want to make this a, a long, drawn-out deal of, of negative uh, stuff being brought up here, but it's just uh, it, it, it it does, in the end, bring out some positive when stuff like this happens. It brings people together. I think that's what's the most important part and most important thing to take away from it is uh, you remember what good they did. How can it affect you? Remembers, it helps you remember what is so important in your life. It, it kind of makes the some things not seem as important to you as they should be. And it makes you remember what should be important and helps you emphasize that focus on it. So it sucks that it has to take a person leaving us to, you know, trigger that remembrance of, you know, 
family, those close to you, how important it actually is and how lucky you are to wake up and be breathing every single day. Um, it sucks that a person has to leave for that to happen. But uh, Again, my deepest condolences to Danny O'Neill and his family. It really sucks. But in positive news, um, moving on from that, uh, because we don't obviously don't want the show to be all negative and sad, because it shouldn't be. Because he's a fisherman, we're fishermen, we should talk fishing. And uh, something I'm really excited about is St. Lawrence River this weekend. Uh, I get to Adam Beacon's actually flying in here uh, on Saturday. I'm going to pick him up from the airport. And uh, him and I are probably going to go grab a couple brews, grab some dinner. And then uh, bright and early on Sunday, uh, we are headed up to St. Lawrence River to go fishing. We have the Bassmaster Open that's going down next Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Co-anglers, Adam and I, will be fishing on Thursday and Friday. And uh, we'll be on the water from Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and obviously competing Thursday and Friday. Uh, the plan is on Friday of next week, we will leave from the Open. Once we're done weighing in, what have you, we'll just book it home to my place. About three-hour drive, nothing too bad. And then um, we're thinking Saturday morning. I don't know how yet. We're trying to figure out the logistics, where we want to go, what we want to do, but we're probably going to go out and film before. Uh, he has a, uh, an evening flight, so we're going to go out and film next Saturday. So hopefully we'll have some fishing content for you guys uh, with Deacon, myself. I believe Andrew has a guide trip. So unfortunately, I don't think he's going to be joining us on Saturday. Um, but depending on what time we get back on Friday, maybe we can get out for a drink or two and do some cool stuff on Friday night. But either way, really excited for that. We'll be we're going to get Deacon over here, we'll rig up some rods, and we will head on our way to, up to the North Country, as uh, Taku Itu calls uh, Smallmouth Disneyland. So I'm very excited to get up there. It's one of my most favorite places in the world, as many people agree with. So we're going to talk about St. Lawrence for a little bit. Um, probably go over a little bit of what I'm going to have rigged up, because I'm not going to go too in-depth, because not that it's a secret, but... You guys probably already know what the heck I'm going to be throwing. Um, I'm going to go through a bunch of baits that I ordered, and then uh, I'm going to talk about my tournament from this past weekend, uh, and then we'll touch a little bit on the Major League Fishing Derby coming up on Lake St. Clair on the 10th to the 15th. It's our last regular season event. We'll wrap things up with that, and then maybe hint about a little bit of 2022 stuff coming up. But uh, I think first things first time with the St. Lawrence River is I know there's guys up there right now, and it sounds like it's really freaking good. They're catching bigs. They're catching big bags. That fall bite is on its way. And uh, not that you can't catch big bags in the summer, but that fall bite seems to be kind of getting in its swing here. That, that transition where big fish are being caught in big bags, when they get grouped up like that in the summer, it's hard to stay on them in multi-day events, but there are still opportunities for giant bags, as you've seen with Chris Johnson 27 in the final day of the Toyota Series. So uh, it'd be cool. I'm going to meet up with my buddy, Dustin DeMarion, uh, who I've been traveling a little bit with the Opens, traveled a little bit earlier this year to down to Texas and all that jazz. Uh, I'm going to go fish with him. And then uh, I think I'm going to link up with Matt Pangrak for a day, get on the water with him. Uh, it'll be cool to finally meet Matt. We've been talking a bunch. Obviously, I've had him on the show a couple times and then get to actually fish with him. So that would be pretty cool. Show him the ropes, the old small jaws, but I believe he's already learned the ropes, seeing as though he's caught two six-pounders. Uh, seems like he's, he's learning his way. Um, but I think it would be good. I think it's going to take – oh, man. For, so for a three-day event with the Bassmaster Open, obviously full field fishes two days, and then the third day is um, – Top 15, 10, 12, 10, top 10. Um, I think it quite generally it'll take 73 to 75 pounds to win. And I think that's lowballing it. I think I haven't looked at the weather because the weather in New York changes from like a bi hourly deal. Um, I think if the weather plays and people get out in Lake Ontario, it's going to take over 75. Uh, I think it'll be pretty wicked. But basically, I think it's going to be one out in Lake Ontario. Canada is open. 
uh, I think the weights are going to be pretty insane. But obviously, drop shot is going to be probably the biggest player. Everyone's going to have a drop shot. Nedrig, people have two. People are, um, I mean, it's no secret, the co-angler on the Toyota series. Sakai, who is actually fishes some of the Western New York stuff that Andrew and I fished. Um, actually, when Andrew and I won uh, our tournament out on Aranaquite Bay, we were actually sharing a spot with Sakai. He's a really good dude. He won the co-angler side in a free rig. So a little bit of juice out there. Uh, it'd be crazy if you think I won't have one rigged up. Um, and then people shallow be Burnish Binner Baits, Top Water, Spy Bait, Hair Jig. Pretty much simple, straightforward stuff. I'm sure some guys will be cranking. I just think relatively overall, it's going to be one on a drop shot or a net rig. Uh, and some, maybe some stuff in shallow mixed in for some one or two big bites. So that's pretty much kind of how I think Lawrence is going to get. Go- it's going to go down. I mean, there's really only so many things you can, you can do. A lot of mix of things, but there's really only so many different scenarios that can win. If that makes any sense. There's a few winning patterns, but there's a lot of different things that you could do to catch fish. It's just there's a small number of winning patterns. If that makes any sense. But either way, extremely excited. Um, but, so before I open these packets. There's one thing I actually want to go over that I've, I think I've seen talked about before, but I don't know how many people still do this. I don't know if maybe I'm still doing an old deal, but if people, I wonder how many of you guys, if you guys are watching on YouTube, comment below, or if you're listening right now, uh, you know, shoot us a message or whatever. Uh, for those who, you know, when you order stuff and you get these silica gel packets, the ones that soak up water. Anybody else besides myself, like, keep every single one that you get? Like, I've instructed my fiancé and parents to keep them because I throw them in my tackle boxes all the time, Uh, especially when things are, like, going to get wet. I put them in, like, my tubs and my – in the Hobie Pro Angler just in case, like, there's a little bit of water that gets in or condensation. It soaks it all up. Maybe I'm the only one still that does that because a lot of things are waterproof now, but I thought that was kind of cool to point out. All right, I think what we should do now is we are going to go through a couple different things that I have ordered recently. And uh, thank you to my good buddy, Mr. Kevin the Baitman Baxter, who um, used his discount code to get some money off because I've been intrigued by these swim baits. And I do need to buy their glide bait. But I'm going to go through them right now because I ordered them because they're kind of like a bull shad-esque but it's a jointed body. It's a multi-jointed body swim bait, hard body swim bait. Um, and that is the Six Sense Trace. So I ordered two of these deals. Let me turn it up so you can actually see the thing. Um, so for you guys on YouTube, you actually can see what I'm talking about right now. Uh, it's slow sinking, six inch swim bait, six inch trace, six cents, six cents trace. I'll break these out for you guys too. Really kind of wicked packaging. Honestly, I'm a, I'm a fan. Um, let's see. So this color, what did I order? I totally forgot what I ordered color was. Either way, they're pretty wicked cool. All right, this is the blueback herring. So it obviously has one, two, and three different pieces, not including the soft plastic tail that it actually comes with. It comes with a replacement as well, which I'm a big fan of. Uh, I ordered a lot of Savage Gear Shine Glides for glide baits. So the poor man's shine glide or glide bait that really walks walks incredibly well for a $20 glide bait um doesn't come with an extra tip that was my only downside that was where my story was going that was a point of story so here's the blueback heron trace right there and i believe i want to say these are gamagatsu treble hooks i can't remember what the name of the trebles again I, at the moment it's leaving my memory right now what trouble either way they're super sticky they come with good trouble hooks already on them um split shank i can't remember the dang name either way uh very good trouble that come on um as you guys can tell i just stick a finger in my hand um but cool colors there i mean it obviously has that blue back that you know that fake eye the the bait fish has um and what it kind of has is so it's like a blue back white belly um, but then right here, it actually goes from like a, a blue to fade into like a purpley and then fades into the white, which 
I think it's a really, really good paint job. So I got the blue back herring. Put this away here. And then I ordered... If you guys are looking to get some Sixth Sense stuff, not that we're affiliated with them whatsoever, uh, but our good buddy... Kevin Bateman Baxter has a discount code. If you go to Baxter the Bateman on social media, he'll hook you up. Um, what's the other color I got here? Shad Hammer. So same deal, same size, same bait, just a whole different color. Um, this really resembled a good um, – get a better way to hold this thing. This resembled a gizzard shad way better to me. Um really a fan of that color it's obviously got that white belly that black back and you use like a goldish green kind of fade obviously has the red around the gills that fake eye that bait fish have same really good treble hooks i'm really excited to get them out and actually throw them. so hopefully we'll see these in the video here soon do a little review on them and hopefully catch some dang fish on them so yeah coming from texas Little six cents, really wicked cool job on the packaging. I'm a big fan of that. So that's what two little things I ordered from Six Cents that I thought were pretty cool. And then I ordered some big stuff from the Hookup Tackle. My first time ever ordering from the Hookup Tackle. I am a fan. A lot of JDM stuff that stuff that I need to learn more about. I need to break into. So I'm gonna actually show you guys some of the JDM stuff I bought. It is not crazy. I am only diving into the beginning of the JDM brands and lineup and all that jazz. We got uh, some Gamma Edge line. Uh, if you know, you know. Um, some uh, six pound, eight pound, 10 pound. And then let's see here. This is not actually from the hookup tackle, but I it's gonna be a experiment this fall, which hopefully you guys will see a video on. And it is some low key juice. It is a Berkeley Fusion 19 snap jig. If you're a walleye guy, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I'm going to try it for some old brown fish this fall. All right. So I did make a mistake here. Um, I did order. I order, I love robo worms. I drop shot of robo worms. Many people do. It is no secret. I went to order six inches and I ordered four and a half. But I got them in bold bluegill, which is that green pumpkin, you know, shirt. I ordered two packs right here, so don't worry, I'm throwing these. For, there's a lot of people when I do bait unboxings that, like, really hate it if you don't show everything. If it looks like you're hiding something, they will thumbs it down, they will hate you for it, they'll comment about it. Savages. Um, I'm just going to show you same packages. I'm throwing one to the side for the folks who don't like it. You don't show them everything. Um, this is a four, four and a half inch. It's the fat straight tail and bold bluegill. As you guys can see, I'm actually freaking out here. For folks listening to this, uh, I apologize. This is more of an unboxing, but there's a lot of info on it that I wanted to post in MP3 format. Um, so circle back if you want to see some certain things that I'm talking about, the same timeline. So if you stop it on MP3 at, you know, 12 minutes, 30 seconds, on YouTube it'll be 12 minutes, 30 seconds. So I made it easy for you. So obviously it's a fatter body than a, a regular robo worm, just the normal straight tail, which I like about that. Because you can see this color. It's got that neon green belly and that green pumpkin back. There you go. Now I got to focus. So I think what I'm going to do, being that it's a four and a half inch, is I'm actually going to take like a like an owner cover shot. And um, like a, it's a weedless drop drop hook. And I'm going to rope it through. Uh, exposed, and then try it for smallmouth. And then in line with that, uh, I got the six-inch, two bags of these. It is Aaron's Morning Dawn um, and the six-inch fat uh, straight tail. No secret on the color. Everyone already knows that Morning Dawn is legit. It's like a white belly to a blue, purpley back. You can kind of see it's got a little pink in there, too. Everyone knows the morning dawn. No secrets there. That's not JDM. You guys don't you know. Nothing to freak out about here. Uh, you got some Berkeley X5 braid. This did not come from Hookup Tackle. 
I did get some stuff from Berkeley here, actually, that I put in a special request for. Um, I got, this has already been out for a while, so you all know about it, but it's a bait that I like to flip. Crazy like chicken crop. Um, and then I have two packs of Berkeley's The Deal, which is becoming my new favorite chatterbait trailer. Break those out for you guys. Obviously, it has power bait infused in it. As you guys can see, your little twin turbo tail right there. Rope that on. Perfect little shad imitating bait. For a trailer on your chatterbait, pick the around a little jig head too if you want. Get a little crazy. Um, I guess I will show crazy like chicken craw for those who don't know. If you don't know what a chicken craw is, I mean, I don't know where you've been. Well, basically, it's chicken craw, essentially a chicken craw creature bait. Just has two longer appendages in between the two craws. And then, last but not least, from the birthday stuff, is some juice. And that is four and a quarter inch flatworms in brownback, which another, if you know, you know. Small mouth candy. So let's break into more. Okay, here we go. There we go. Alright, so I ordered two packs of these, and these things smell. Ugh, it gives Power Bay to run for its money in terms of smell. Um, whether it's oil based or actually infused, I have no idea. Either way, it just smells horrible. Uh, and that is the OSP. For those who don't know what OSP means, it's the Osprey Spiritual Performer. Uh, they're uh, JDM baits. This is the Do Live Stick Fat, four and a half inch. You guys can see there's the packaging. Okay. Packaging. Four and a half inch. Um, I wish I could tell you the color. It's in Japanese, and I forget. I threw away the thing. But ugh, ugh. that smells horrible. For those that can see that, it's kind of got a little brown back action going on. Um, probably going to be a chatterbait trailer, drop shot bait, fluke style bait, weightless. Could be a shaky head bait on back of a football jig. Could get pretty crazy with this thing. And I got another one in a different color, a little bit of a darker, kind of the same tint, but a little bit darker shade. You guys will see what I mean. It's got a little blue in there too. Pretty much the same deal right there. Y'all can see that, maybe. There we go. Now you guys are seeing a good look at that. And it's a fat body. I mean, you guys can see how really horrible showing you guys these baits. It's a thick bait. So it'll be interesting to see how these fish eat it. But either way, I wanted to try something different. Um, definitely going to try that on back of a chatterbait trailer. Pair that up with a tungsten swim jig and a queen tackle switchblade. These are not JDM, uh, but it's probably one of my favorite color spooks. We got a head and super spook right here. And the color, I think it's just a white chartreuse. Oh, it's just a chartreuse silver. Um, you guys can see almost like a translucent body. And then chartreuse belly, chartreuse top. Nothing too crazy, but it drives smallmouth freaking nuts. In line with the pattern of chartreuse, we got some Kytex. Some 3.3 inches, also in Chartreuse. Chartreuse Shad, specifically. For single swim baits, A rigs, all that jazz. Um, stocking single swim baits here. Um, we have two packs of Mega Bass Okashira swim bait heads. Uh, either I'm going to actually try these on A-Rigs. If, if you ever tried Ogus here uh, head on an A-Rig, please let me know. Drop it down below. Uh, they're eighth, eighth ounces, three-ounce hooks. I figure it would be perfect size for A-Rigs, uh, at least for smallmouth. Um, and then favorite little swim baits right here. Maybe Bass Spark Shads, three-inch, and Albino. 
And then what else we got? We have some Lunker City 364th ounce Nico weights. Needed to restock on some Nico weights. Been throwing that a lot this year. We're gonna we're gonna end with some actual JDM stuff. Um, picked up some range drop shot baits, green pumpkin as the bubble shaker, right? Oh, bub bub ring shaker, bub ring. Literally, it says bub ring. Yeah. So a cool little drop shot bait. Let me actually get that out for you. Oh, yeah. Open the thing. Okay. Pull tight here. These smell interesting. But either way, kind of a interesting body and bait. It's almost kind of like an oval-esque shaped. Can't get that to focus. But either way, you can kind of see it's a ring drop shot bait with a little tail kicker coming off the end. Anyways, let's see how it's kind of a slender profile. We'll play around with how to rig that. Probably just going to be a simple nose hook bait right there. Oh, drop the stuff. So something I wanted to throw for small math here, just for not in a tournament, um, just for pure fun. Um, and I kind of need to. I think we need to play around the setup for what I'm going to throw with it. But I've got two three-quarter ounce Lake Fork flutter spoons. These are the four inches, um, and these I'm going to totally, when we get the smallmouth fired up, totally clear these things because that would be awesome to catch up, get this uh, big old smallmouth on a spoon. So kind of almost the uh, finessier side of bigger spoons, and something that's kind of become popular, uh, I'm trying to remember his name, something Malone, one of, I think it was back when FLW, it was actually... FLW was major league fishing. Um, I want to say it was, was it an FLW or was it a Costa? Well, either way, he wanted on a spin bait. Not a spin bait, like a spy bait. Like a, I don't even know. Are they called spin baits now? I think you guys, if you're, if you're listening, you get my drift. It's basically you got the hard body, little blade, and you got a hook coming off the back. It's the Realis spin. It's not a dual realis spy bait. It's the spin bait. Um, I want to say this is a 3A sound, so we'll break it open here. I don't know what hook it. Oh, it actually comes with two hooks. Dummy. Um, I think this is a half ounce or a 3A ounce. Either way, hard bodied bait. I think that's like a. It's also in Japanese, so I can't remember the color, but I think it's like a Tennessee shad. This thing of focus. Come on, camera. Come on. You can do it. You can. There we go. All right. So it's kind of got like a Tennessee shad going on. That copper goldish back. Silver belly. But then it's also got like a little yellowish dot of a hue towards the gills. Really, really lifelike eye. And then it has a little blade at the end. Small little Colorado blade. And essentially you're just yo-yoing that off the bottom. I think you kind of use it almost, you're not snapping it like a blade bait or rising it like a blade bait. I think you're literally just picking up like a rod length and just letting it fall. Picking up your rod length, letting it fall. And letting it fall in like that semi-slack, semi-taut line to where you can feel it when it hits, when it's falling. So I think they hit it more when it's falling. Um, either way, we're going to experiment with it. We're going to make a whole video on it this fall. I am really excited to throw this thing. Never caught a fish on it. It's actually the first one that I own. Um, but I've heard a lot of people talk about it. Rod Matsura has caught him out on it in um, California. Uh, so it's a pretty cool deal. And I ordered two of them. Uh, oh, it's called Half Mirror IU. Oh, you guys can see that right there. And that is, oh, yeah, it's a half ounce. It's got one ounce, or it's got a number 10 hook, treble hook in it. Small treble hooks, but at least there's two, so that you can have double the hooks in a fish if they get it right. I think that does it 
for all the new stuff over here. Um, yeah, it really doesn't about does it. I did get some restocking in current tackle jigs. I got a whole bunch of stuff here. Really quick for y'all. There's a bunch of different jigs that Queen Tackle has to offer. And first and foremost, which one do I go over? Let's go over the let's go over the finesse football head. Uh, so they have a bunch of different colors. This is one of my favorites. It's just like a green pumpkin chartreuse. Um, and obviously it has the small little peanut head, as Jeff likes to call it. Um, and let's see, like a focus. You guys can kind of see. If you're watching YouTube, you're like, yeah, there we go. It's focusing right now. Perfect line tie so that you're not ever hitting the bottom or hitting rocks. I mean, you will you will fray your line, but it's not going to be, like, bad. Uh, because that line tie, majority of the time, you're going to be coming out of the rocks, not even going to be touching any of your line with how it's almost directly on top of the head. And then, obviously, you have a more stout hook. You know, a lot of people talk about the, the Kitech finesse football jigs. This queen comes with a three-out, more stout Gamagatsu uh, hook, where it is going to flex a little bit, but not much at all. So when you set the hook, I mean, with that line tie, it's not gonna, it's not gonna bend at all. So and it is, but it's a lighter wire, so that's why I like colder water, small mouth. I like to throw that finesse football because it is a smaller profile. I do. I know a lot of guys like to flip giant jigs. I like to throw something a little bit smaller, more finessier. Not that I don't throw bigger jigs, but at that smaller tungsten profile, something I have a lot of confidence in. Then we have, of course, just our regular flipping jig. Right here, we just got a simple half, uh, half ounce queen tackle flipping jig. See, simple head that's really, really nice to stick with. Look at that flat bottom. Really angular head. That's in KJ Camo. It's probably one of my favorite colors. It's like a light green pumpkin and a brown. And then we have swim jigs. Some Queen Tackle Thompson swim jigs. These are half ounces. My favorite color, which is Ghost Bluegill. You see very, very stout hook, great shape head on it to come through grass. You can almost flip it too. So like, you know, they're, you know, say you're going down a bank and you want to throw and swim this jig by bank, but you also want to flip it at the same time. You can throw it right back in there. You don't throw a different route. It's got a very stout hook on it too. A little to no flex whatsoever. I'm really pulling on that thing. Yeah, I mean, it ain't going anywhere. Ghost bluegill. It's like a green pumpkin, like a lighter bluish, almost like electric color. And then we have a regular football jig. Bring these up. They just have a normal football jig for those who don't want to finesse and they don't want a hammerhead. You have just your normal tungsten football head, bigger sized hook, same rounded head here. All tungsten. And then last but not least, my confidence bait when it comes to football heads, hammerhead. Now this has a very stout hook on it. You can kind of see from the side, it has a much bigger hook. Nice little football shaped head here, but see how it's kind of cut off from the sides. That's because that is where they add rattles. I don't know if you guys can actually hear the rattles. So it's very subtle because they actually went underwater, tested, like literally audio tested with crawdads, crayfish that are underwater, and compared that sound to the rattles inside this head. Pretty wicked. Yeah, got stocked up in that, stocked up in all the tungsten weights that they have. A lot of drop shot weights, especially for this week on the same warrants. Getting ready for battle. So, pretty excited. Got a bunch of new baits, obviously, to play around with. Uh, get use out of breaking in some JDM stuff. Um, excited either way, all around to get up to good old Candyland. But, talking this past weekend, got a second place finish on Silver Lake. 
nothing too crazy for those that follow my personal social uh, social media, just Bailey underscore Egbert. If you guys do want to follow along, if you're not already, um, got second place on our last regular season event for NRKBF, our New York's kayak trail, um, and basically uh, basically got second off of two predominant areas that I found using. Um, a Hummingbird Mega Side Imaging paired with a Hummingbird uh, Zero Lines Auto Chart Chip, which basically creates your own map. As you graph, it creates the map for you, which is really freaking cool. Uh, I probably will create a video on how that actually works uh, coming up in the channel this fall. But found two areas. I found one offshore spot, hardcover. Excuse me, it's too late. Um, I had fish all over it. I posted uh, pictures from my side imaging on my Instagram. Pretty wicked how many fish were on that thing. Uh, caught a bunch off that. Um, lost a four-plus pound smallmouth within five casts began the beginning of the day. That would have – I lost by three-quarters of an inch, and I had a 16-incher, and this thing was at least 19 to 20. So if that tells you <laughs> – yeah, I lost it, uh, unfortunately. But – uh, had that, and I also had an offshore hump that wasn't on the map that I found because of my mega side imaging and the auto chart chip uh, that I was able to find uh, one and able to hone in on graphic fully and see smallmouth stacked on it and caught on an A-rig and spy bait. That video is coming in the next couple of weeks, uh, so look forward to that. Uh, but basically, it wasn't anything too crazy. It's basically cycling those ba- uh, two spots, letting them restack, letting them load back up, settle down, going back, and then fishing again. And we get basically get a few bites each time I went back and refished. So second place, either way, fun tournament. Um, and congrats to Pat Viamet on winning that one. Not a lot of stuff to break down in that tournament. I'd also like to save a little bit to the imagination for when the tournament video comes around. Um, but other than that, we have the Bassmaster Open coming up next week in, t- in terms of my tournaments. And then when I get home from that, I fly to Wisconsin for a day and a half for work. And when I fly back, I literally fly back and get back here. Uh, I'm missing a day of practice that I intended for. Um, so I get back on a Wednesday night at literally midnight. And then around 1230, so I'm thinking I might be off the plane to my car. Uh, I'll have everything already in the car, left it at the airport for the night. We'll drive down to Chautauqua Lake for the NYKBS State Championships, which I'll have all day to practice for Thursday and Friday. And then competition days on Saturday and Sunday, two-day championship-style event. Uh, longest 10 bass win, five each day. I'm looking forward to that one because that would be a really cool one to, um, to obviously do well and win. And that's obviously always the goal is to win. So, um, you know, that um, that trail had a really good year for. I uh, wish I had entered the AOI race, which is their um, their members-only race. Unfortunately, um, I got, I won the three, the very first three events they had, I got first place. Um, and then had a few weeks off, um, for a lot of work trips, things got sidetracked and I hopped into one, um, which you guys saw and I can link her right here, which is the Hemlock Lake one. I got 15th, did really bad. Um, like 15th out of 50 something. Um, and I basically had no practice for that one. And that's when I kind of. Uh, it was a learning deal for me when I basically went off in fish history. And that's where I learned that history just because you might have certain deals doesn't mean that they're still going to be good year after year. You do have to practice. You do have to. I, sh- I sh- shouldn't say that. You, should, you don't have to practice. Um, if you don't practice, you can try to rely on history a little bit. But when it's not going for you, you need to ditch history and go fish new stuff. Uh, and that's what I did do. So, yeah. Bad performance, uh, but ended up getting second. So they take top AOIs out of your top five performances in terms of inches. And I had three first place, a second place, and a 15th. Um, and looking at the AOI, if I had joined the AOI, I would have been leading by like 30 some odd inches, which means it'd probably come down to just getting a limit a decent limit, like both days to state championships. Actually, I think they take one day. So if I caught like, if I didn't lose to the top or whoever's second place, I think it's, I think it might actually be Pat Viamet. If I didn't lose by 30 inches on one day of the championship, I believe that I would have taken AOI. 
either way, it doesn't matter because I didn't enter it. So, um, but cool. And just knowing I had a solid year, I'm hoping to do every single event next year. Um, actually, I shouldn't say that. I don't think I can make first. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how the schedule lays out for NYKBF and how uh, the schedule lays out for Hobie and for Bass Nation next year. Um, looking to do the U.S. Open, the U.S. Kayak Open. That uh, there's like one spot open that you can compete for to make uh, to make the World Championships. Um, if I'm a friend available that weekend, we go down to Tennessee. I'll, why not go fishing? So. Um, Got a lot of plan for that, and uh, I'm planning on doing three or four Hobie events pending the schedule, uh, pending work schedule, obviously pending money, and um, kind of how the talks end up sponsor-wise for 2022. Either way, I'm hoping to do three or four Hobie events, hoping to do you know two to three Bass Nation kayak events, maybe vice versa, depending on the schedule. Once they're available, you guys will know. Um, but when it comes to NYKBF, if I'm home, I plan on fishing every single one that I can just because it's a fun little local trail. we got a lot of buddies that fish it, and it's always fun to talk crap to your buddies in the water uh, and then obviously have some beers and chit-chat and hang out afterwards. So a uh, really good group of guys over there. Looking forward to doing that again next year. Um, but, yeah, pretty much 2022, going a lot into the kayak realm of things. Uh, and I think we got some pretty cool uh, kayak videos coming up for you guys down the pipe in terms of getting some buddies on here, doing some 1v1s from, uh, you know, with our buddy Dan Perry down in Alabama. We've been talking about doing stuff like that. I know, you know, Drew Gregory, uh, we, we got some cool video ideas coming for 2022 um, that we're going to have some fun with and put on this channel. So really looking forward to 2022. And it's September 2nd. So. Uh, we'll see what happens, but I think the last thing to cover, uh, and before I get into the last thing here, uh, for folks that are listening right now on the MP3, especially Apple Podcasts, if you guys could leave us a rating and review, basically just go to our show, swipe all the way down to the bottom where it gives you an option to give like one to five stars. Uh, you can give one or five, <laughs> depending on how you view the show. Uh, honesty is appreciated. Leave us a, a, a review as well. You know, if you like the show, tell us why you like it. If you don't, tell us why you don't like it and what we can improve on. Either way, I appreciate both spectrums. Um, but other than that, um, we if you guys do want to save any money off of our show sponsors, feel free to go down the show notes or message us over social media, and uh, we'll try to get you guys hooked up. But other than that, Lake St. Clair this last weekend, or this coming weekend, September 5th, or 10th to 15th, so next weekend, actually. Uh, Major League Fishing's last regular season event. Yeah, Lake St. Clair, which will be really interesting because I actually don't know how Lake St. Clair fishes in early September. Um, I think that could either be a really tough event. I think it's either going to be a really tough event or like a, like a 30 pounds a day type of deal or like a, I'm mean, 30 pounds a day in like 10 fish type of thing or it could be another 85 to 115 pound days. Um, so I guess it's going to be a really interesting event to I'll watch, be able to watch the later half because I'll be competing on Thursday and Friday. Saturday, I'll be fishing all day. So Sunday, Monday, I'll be able to watch a good amount of women's really fishing. Going to be interesting either way to watch that one. Uh, really looking forward to that one. I think my pick to, to win that, and I think it's going to be his first Major League Fishing win, uh, is Josh Bertrand. There's your hot take for who's going to win Major League Fishing at Lake St. Clair. Uh, but we also have schedules coming out. Uh, Major League Fishing did announce their schedule. And actually, you know, let's talk about that. Let's bring that up right now. Major League Fishing 2022. That's worth talking to you guys right here. Why not? Well, that's Abby Garcia. That is the college circuit. Hold tight, please. Here's one thing I have. So I know that there's people that hate Major League Fishing. Oh, my gosh. Major League Fishing. There's some people that uh, like love Major League Fishing. I love all fishing. It does not matter to me. I just like to watch fishing. I like to learn. Uh, if I do have 
one thing though is both trails have their negative flaws. There are bad things about both trails. Uh, and I shouldn't say both. That is actually ignorant of me. Um, of between this whole bass and major league fishing thing, both have their negatives. They really do. There's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that a lot of people don't know about. Uh, that's really shit, to put it bluntly. Um, and I wish these both trails would just get along and kind of coordinate with each other. NPFL is out here doing some really good things. That uh, I'm actually a big fan of the NPFL. I like watching that. I like watching names that I haven't heard of, some sticks that I've never heard of, and getting to know them better and seeing how they fish. Because I think, as you've heard so many times, there's people uh, you can learn something from everyone. Uh, so it's kind of cool to see new names, some guys that you haven't seen. You know, some guys have a certain style. And you know what you're going to get from. Them. Not that you can't learn from that. But there's guys that maybe you don't know how they fish that you can learn something completely new. So I think that's a really good. But so Major League Fishing 2022, February uh, 5th to the 10th is their first event on Caney Creek Lake. I don't even know how to pronounce that. Darbani and Bussy Break. Sorry if I butchered that, Louisiana boys. Uh, West Monroe, Louisiana. And then they move on to Lake Fork, February 19th to the 24th at Quitman, Texas. That could either be snowstorm again and not have the event or uh, freaking giant fish. Giant fish. That'll be a fun one to watch. And then the other one, the next one, which is the one that annoys me, um, and I'm not really putting anyone at blame here, just whoever scheduled it. it I just think it's a shitty situation. Uh, March 2nd to the 7th, stage three in Coleman, Alabama at Lewis Smith Lake, which for those who know those dates mean that's Bassmaster Classic, which means that all my friends and pros at Major League Fishing will not be at Classic, which makes me sad because I'd like to see my friends. Um, and I know there's guys that really enjoy going to the Classic and going to the Expo, and they're not going to be able to be there. Um, so that sucks. I think if they were smart, especially with sponsors, put sponsors in a bind, make some budget between events. If they were smart, they would do it completely different time. That way, you know, I'm sure maybe Bass guys would want to go support their sponsors at Redcrest. It's not a far fetch to say that. But unfortunately, they're you know they scheduled over it, and now you know I'm being selfish, saying that I'm not going to be able to see my friends, and which sucks. Um. I like hanging out with Josh Bertrand. I like hanging out with Ellen Jones Jr. I like seeing those boys. I like, like Jeff Sprague is a good friend of mine. I like seeing Jeff. You know, what the heck? I just don't understand. I, okay, rant over before we get too deep into that. March 23rd to the 27th, the next event is Redcrest 2022, which I actually think I'm going to be at for work. I will be working, I think, the Redcrest and uh, Bassmaster Classic. And that will be in Tulsa, Tulsa, Oklahoma, the Grand Lake of the Cherokees. Uh, that should be a good event. Um, it'll be interesting to watch that one. And then the next event, April 9th to 14th, will be heavy hitters going back to Lake Palestine, which they had originally had Red Crest last year, which got moved again. Um, and that is going to be in Tyler, Texas. That is going to be a cool one to watch because no one knows anything about Lake Palestine. And then April 30th to May 5th, Stage four at uh, Osage. Osage. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing these guys. Osage Beach, Missouri, Lake of the Ozarks. That'll be a cool one. I haven't seen anyone go back there in a while. Um, actually, Adam Deacon, our good buddy, posted a video from the um, Toyota series that lays Lake of the Ozarks on our channel for those that want to watch. June 4th to the 9th, stage five in Spring City, Tennessee at Watts Bar. That'll be a fun one to watch because that lake is its a very interesting lake on the Tennessee River. It might be one of the more challenging lakes on the Tennessee River. If I had to go out there, I'm just going to say Ot Depot is probably going to win that one. And the next one uh, might be my favorite lake in the schedule because it's one of my favorite lakes in the world. Uh, August 6th to 11th, Stage 6 at Union Springs, New York, Cayuga Lake. Uh, it's where I kind of grew up fishing almost, and... Uh, Easily one of my favorite places in the world. Uh, that'll be cool. I will definitely be going, uh, given work schedule and commitments, trying to be on the water. Um, 
I think Andrew and I will probably go try to watch some of that, follow some of the boys around. And then uh, September 10th to the 15th, stage seven at Anamia. My Minnesota boys, I am sorry. Uh, Anamia, Minnesota, Mille Lake. That one is going to be a lot of fun, in my opinion, to watch, given that there's no algae blooms. I've heard they're notorious for big blooms uh, in September. Uh, hopefully that's not the case, and hopefully they just smash their face in because that'll be a cool one to watch because Malax there hasn't been a big tournament there, you know, professional-wise, you know, your 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 pro level uh, in a long time. I think if you take out the fact that they scheduled over the Bassmaster Classic, I think the 2022 schedule is unbelievable. Uh, I think one people I know some people are mad that there's not a Florida Lake in there. Um, but I do think if you're not in Florida, a lot of people kind of get sick of everyone going to Florida, especially the first thing every single year. Just like how in the elites, everyone's sick on going to St. John's every year for the first event. Um, I think there's some cool lakes that are, that are around there that haven't been in, in to a while. Uh, pro level hasn't been in to a while. It's like Watts Bar. Uh, I know elites tried to go to Cayuga a couple of years ago uh, or last year. I think they originally tried to go there last year. Um, Malax, Palestine, no one's ever really seen that one. Lewis, I think that's going to be really cre- uh, really cool. I mean, Caney Creek, Lake, whatever, and Bussy Break for the first event is going to be super interesting. Louisiana to start it out, that's going to be pretty cool. So kudos to Major League Fishing. That's a cool schedule. But folks, I think that is actually going to do it for today. Um Look out for some videos coming next week. I don't know if we have a Monday Night Live figured out just yet. Hopefully, we'll get something figured out and I can do it. And, uh, hopefully, Adam and I can do it from somewhere on St. Lawrence River Monday night. Uh, if not, maybe it might be. So actually, I think Andrew's in North Carolina. We might not have a Monday Night Live show, so don't hold your breath. Um, but if we do, hopefully, we'll see you guys then. Uh, hopefully, we'll have some shows coming out to you guys next week. But other than that, look out for some content from St. Lawrence River. And... Um, should be fun. But either way, folks, we appreciate you always tuning in. See you guys next time.